The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners. Welcome to the 160th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, later in the show, we will be joined by our weekly call in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week was, as it is, was for many, Monet Davis and the Little League World Series. Uh, the, the 12-year-old girl from Philadelphia has clearly broken new ground for females in sports. She's had a number of records, uh, being the first to do this and the first to do that along the way. Uh, and most importantly, yielded the highest ratings ever for ESPN in the game she pitched the other night. Turned into a loss, and then they lost again last night. So their run in Williamsport and throughout the Little League World Series is over. But that doesn't diminish uh, her contribution. Uh, This was a huge story. All you have to do is look at this week's cover of Sports Illustrated, which I believe may have been another first. Uh, And it was just a wonderful thing to watch. Uh, Just a great run. And a compelling personality. She was just as incredible in her interviews as she was on the mound and sometimes at the plate. Uh, And just uh, truly refreshing in every way. Uh, Clearly, the whole country, including numerous athletes who are household names, were... uh, tweeting and on board with her performances and she handled the loss the elimination loss last night very well um so again just really a true breath of fresh air on the sports calendar for all of america uh and wonderful to watch 
Uh, I always enjoy the Little League World Series, which is held in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, just a couple of hours from where I grew up. Uh, my college roommate was actually from Williamsport back in Pennsylvania. Uh, and just a, uh, you know, a, a wonderful, wonderful event every year. Uh, nice to see Philadelphia team get there, meaning from Pennsylvania. So the support was off the charts as it is for all the teams. And, uh, again, uh, watching that Las Vegas team the other night, uh, they're impressive as well, a powerhouse, to put it mildly. And the team that won last night uh, from Chicago, um, they're also you know, a fascinating story being from the inner city. And uh, so that is shaping up to be a great World Series championship, uh, U.S. championship. And again, just every August, I think uh, one way or the other, all of America gets, you know, swept up in the Little League World Series. There's always a story, but I don't think there's ever been a story like Monet Davis. So hats off to her. Well, my low light of the week was <clears throat> Johnny Manziel giving the salute on uh, Monday night against the Redskins. Uh, come out today that he's been fined by the NFL $12,000. And uh, just bad form. You know, we talk often about Johnny on this show, and we're, we're fans. Uh, as all of you who have listened to the show uh, are well aware, and AP Stedham, who will be joining us in a bit, is, uh, covers the Alabama and the SEC. So he uh, is well aware of Johnny, and as am I, as, a, as we all are. Brian Hoyer has been named a starter uh, since that game. It, it took a day longer than some expected it happening on uh, uh, just the other morning instead of the day after the game. And uh, Johnny's uh, extracurricular activities on the field this time uh, may or may not have had something to do with it. Neither quarterback distinguished themselves in uh on monday night to say the least and i think it's a good move i, I just think you know for for all including johnny manzel i just think that you know brian hoyer uh is simply the better choice and better prepared to open uh open the season against the pittsburgh steelers in pittsburgh in just a couple of weeks and speaking of the steelers that leads right into my Bizarre story of the week, which was uh, Steeler running backs Le'Veon Bell and LeGarrette Blunt getting busted for marijuana a couple afternoons ago. Uh, crazy little story. Certainly has yielded some uh, funny headlines, to, to put it mildly. Um, the classic being the Pittsburgh Tribune Review just simply with the word dopes uh, <laughs> in bold print and uh, quite the eye catcher, to say the least. I think that pretty much says it all. The weird thing about this, of course, is that you know it happened apparently after practice and just a couple of hours before the team was scheduled to get it on an airplane to head to Philadelphia for 
last night's preseason game, which, of course, the Eagles just dominated. But Bowen Blunt played, <laughs> played a lot for a preseason game. Let's just leave it at that, which you have to feel was their punishment of sorts for creating this giant distraction, uh, which, you know, may linger. Uh, we haven't heard the end of it. That's for darn sure. We all know that. And bottom line, and a lot of people have said this, and I just wholeheartedly agree, was uh, <clears throat> to have this happen in an afternoon right before they're getting ready to jump on an airplane to go play a game just does not... Uh, it's just complete disrespect towards the Steeler organization. Um, period. That's the first thing I thought of. Many people have been saying it. Um, and I'm no different. It's just, you know, as bad as it is, the timing makes it even worse. So just, uh, again, uh, you know, uh, a strange, strange story. Garrett Blunt, I mean, I, I won't soon forget, nor will anybody here in New England soon forget his run at the end of last season, which was just incredible, where he was like literally setting records uh, right up into and including the playoff game against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, what he did at the end of the last season up here in New England was incredible. And as good a two- or three-game run as you'd ever see a running back have. Yet, the Patriots, you know, he didn't end up staying with the Patriots for whatever reason. So, you know, has to make you wonder. I think it's three teams in three years or four teams in four years, whatever. And uh, so, yeah, he's... Uh, so the Steelers are going to have to look at that situation. And overall, just again... Uh, you know, a strange, strange story. Uh, and the last thing the Steelers needed uh, is if there wasn't enough hype and or distractions around, you know, opening the season against the Cleveland Browns, even though Johnny Manziel won't be the starter. Uh, trust me, that game will get plenty of hype um, on the mere possibility that Johnny Manziel might end up in that game for whatever reason. So, uh, truth is stranger than friction. Fiction. So, add this to that long, long list. And uh, speaking of the Eagles, my event of the week that I attended was last Friday night's Patriots-Eagles preseason opener. And as preseason games go, and I've been to a lot of them, I always enjoy going over for a nice walk on a August night. Um, it was a great preseason game. Crowd was energized. Since Brady didn't play in the first preseason game, there, you, you know, uh, everybody knew he would be playing a lot uh, in the second game, which was last Friday night against the Eagles, and it was exciting. Uh, both teams uh, just really, really fun to watch as uh, as preseasons go. Preseason games go. So, um, but the Eagles, you know, they look good last night. They look good last Friday night, too. I think they're going to be a team to watch, uh, to put it mildly, uh, throughout the year. I could definitely see them being the NFC representative to, uh, you know, to the Super Bowl. 
as much as you can say that here in August before a real game has even been played. And speaking of events, coming up next week, uh, the Deutsche Bank Classic, stop number two on the FedEx Cup. Uh, should be great. It's become an absolute tradition here in New England, especially the Boston area. Uh, Labor Day tradition, it's the only tournament on the PGA Tour that ends on a Monday, meaning on Labor Day itself. Uh, practice rounds and whatnot get started Monday. Of course, the tournament begins a week from today, next Friday. So uh, it's about a half an hour from my house, the golf course, the TPC Norton, Norton, Massachusetts. So uh, I plan on spending a lot of time up over there, as, and I won't be alone because New England really, really turns out for this tournament, and it just contributes to what is year in, year out. One of the great weekends of the year, you always have Labor Day, you have 100,000 students moving into Boston. You know, you can, not this year, but in past years, you can sprinkle in uh, important Red Sox series, certainly not the case this year. Uh, Patriots are, you know, winding down the preseason. Uh, always a lot going on. It's the end of summer here in New England, and all that comes with it from Cape Cod to the Vineyard to Nantucket to just, uh, you know, transitioning from summer into fall, which here in New England, uh, you can cut it with a knife uh, as far as the weather changes. Literally, the, the night of September 1st, you can feel the difference from the night of August 31st. It's remarkable. It amazes me year, every year. There's a chill in the air. The night of September 1st, that just does not exist. The night of August 31st, never seen anything like it. But always a signal that fall has arrived in New England, which is a fabulous time of year, maybe the best time of year, uh, uh, just slightly over what are terrific summers up here as well. So, again, last week, and, uh, last week leading into Labor Day is ultra, ultra high energy time here in New England, sports in particular. So uh, looking forward to the Deutsche Bank, which I'll be reporting on next Friday. And now, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Stacey DeBerry are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on The Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we typically have guests, and on the line is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, John. Glad to be here. I'm just about a mile's distance from MetLife Stadium. Getting ready for tonight's exhibition game, New York Giants versus the New York Jets. That'll be awesome. That's one way to keep the travel time down, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not for yeah. you, for them. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to be no Chevy jam. Yes, well, I'm glad to hear you're close. That's one way to avoid traffic, both for the game and uh, on a Friday late afternoon in New York City area to begin with. So, uh, well, that should be fun, you know, a lot of... Uh, as always, a lot of storylines from, you know, Eli and the new offense right up to, you know, Gino and Michael Vick and, uh, of course, Rex and all the things that constantly surround the Jets. So that, that that should be a fun game, not to mention it's, you know, New York versus New York. Yeah, there's always some drama in New York, John, as you know, um, especially with this game. They take it a little bit more serious. I think the Jets do, but I think the Giants deep down uh, – they would like to win the game as well. Uh, so it's always a fun evening, and I always enjoy attending uh, Giants and Jets exhibition games. Absolutely. Now, I've got to ask, not that it matters, and you may or may not know, but uh, who's the home team? Do you know that? Oh, yes, the Jets are the home team this year, John. I, yeah, I, I, they're the home team. So that's, uh, I'm sure, it will be a little strange for the Giants, actually, being a visiting team in their own stadium, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, people, I'm sure they still around here probably call it Giant Stadium. Um, Absolutely. Know, amount of generations will continue with that name. Oh, no doubt about it. It'll always be 
Giants Stadium to a large percentage of the uh, New Jersey area population, to put it mildly. Uh, well, that should be fun. Good for you. Uh, I was at the Eagles-Patriots preseason game last Friday night, and it was terrific. As, as preseason games go, it was wonderful, and it, you know, uh, Brady played pretty much the whole first half, and, you know, so that's always the, you know, uh, over-under, shall we say, on whether or not you're <laughs> going to enjoy a Patriots uh, preseason game. It, it, it is for me, at least, you know, it's just, as Brady gets older, and it's hard to believe he's now 37, he'll always be 22 to 23 to me, but uh, and many others. But you know, I, I I treasure every chance to see Tom Brady, even in preseason. It's just you know, we're reaching a point in his career where we don't know how much longer, you know, that will be the case. So I never ever take a Brady appearance from you know, in person for granted. No, John, it's the end of an era fairly soon. You don't know how many years he expects to play if he's ever announced that to the media. But, you know, someday in the next few years, you're going to say, Tom who? Exactly, exactly. Especially if Jimmy Garoppolo keeps playing like he's playing. Uh, I was very impressed with him. You know, I, I was out at the NFL Rookie Symposium where I was able to observe him uh, for a few days, you know, just attending meetings, interacting with fellow Patriot rookies and other NFL rookies. I was very impressed uh, with just his demeanor. You know, he just has the look and the personality. And, you know, then what I saw in person last Friday night, uh, has continues to tell me a good first preseason game too, that, you know, this guy looks like he has games. So, um, good for the Patriots, you know, he, he, he looks like, uh, if and when the, not if, when the Tom Brady era comes to an end, that they might have someone, you know, already on board that, uh, you know, can hopefully keep the, uh, keep the tradition alive and, and dare I say dynasty alive. Yeah. John, do you think he could actually maneuver his way to be the second-string quarterback? Did he, you think that could happen? Yes, well, it's a subject you're very familiar with, with, you know, Ryan Mallett playing down uh, down at Arkansas in the SEC. Uh, Ryan Mallett looked good. Let's say that right off the bat, too. He didn't look good in the first preseason game. He did look good last week. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good situation to have, a good problem to have, as people like to say, you know, having... Mallet and uh, Garoppolo playing, both apparently being more than capable backups. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they kept three. But if they had to get rid of one, if they're thinking that way, uh, I would think at, uh, it would have to be Mallet because there's just no way they're getting rid of, you know, a high draft book, which they expended no, no. to get but Garoppolo. You that never, that you will you not happen. No, you can never have too many quarterbacks, John. There's 96 of those in the entire world, NFL quarterbacks. That's it, and, perfectly said. And, uh, that's a special club. And, and if you have any type of talent, you can make an NFL club because they need 96 of them in the league. And they bring back guys that have retired and guys that have been removed from football. So 
if you have any type of talent, the NFL, you can, you can play in that league for a very, very long time and hold a clipboard and never get touched. Absolutely. And, you know, Ryan Mallett has been a good soldier. You know, he came in with just a few questions uh, about some of the things in his past, uh, some non-football related, but you, you, there's been none of that, nothing whatsoever mm-hmm. in his time here in New England, at least three, maybe four years. Uh, this raised any questions. Again, he's a good soldier. He's just, you know, showed up, carried the clipboard, done, <laughs> done what he had to do when he had to do it. And, uh, so, you know, to my, to my knowledge, there's, you know, no reason to speak in any way, shape or form negatively about, uh, you know, Ryan Mallett. I, I have every reason to believe that, you know, were he to have to go in, he would be serviceable. But again, the X factor here, for sure, is that they are not getting rid of a high draft pick, uh, w- which they expended on Garoppolo. So that's that, as far as that's concerned. So if, the, if they're committed to only two quarterbacks, uh, I'm afraid Mallet would have to be the odd man out. But not his fault, so to speak. Nothing, you know, you know, not not because of anything bad that he's done. Put it that way. No, no, and uh, you're lucky if you make a good selection. As a quarterback position, you're going to hang on to him because I think it perplexes all these scouts. They spend hours and hours trying to dissect every every play and talk to the grammar school teacher, but it doesn't seem to uh, you know help them when they have to make these draft choices for the quarterback because there's been so many busts in the first round. There's a litany of names you could come up with if you tried and you spend all that money, all that travel, all that personal time re- reviewing uh, someone's history, and they still don't seem to have a, a good method of making a choice at the quarterback position. Absolutely. And, hey, let's face it, the Patriots, you know, have a really, really good track record of, you know, their work with backup quarterbacks. You know, obviously Matt Castle led them to, you know, 11 wins, I believe, uh, when he had to take over for Tom Brady in 2008 when he went down the first quarter of the first game out for the year with an injury. We all know that story. He signed a big contract uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. Brian Hoyer, of course, I already touched on Johnny Manziel, no surprise. And, uh, you know, Brian Hoyer will be starting for the Cleveland Browns, his hometown team, uh, in a couple of weeks. Um and now we have Mallet and Garoppolo, and Garoppolo's not going anywhere. So, uh, and Mallet, I would have to think, for the right team, you know, could draw a decent draft pick. Um, so, you know, he's either stays, and that's never, you know, that's good to have three, two quality backups, or, or you know, he, he or they get something for him. Um, either way you cut it, again, it's, the Patriots, you know, do well with their backup quarterbacks. Yeah, who's ever in that department, John, should get a raise. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, going to be fun. And Cam, speaking of quarterbacks, Cam Newton's going to be in town tonight to play uh, as the Panthers play the Patriots again here at Gillette Stadium um, in, uh, 
you know, in game number three, which is obviously uh, the classic dress rehearsal game for the regular season. So Newton and Brady should see significant time. Uh, I may or may not go. I, I certainly have my season tickets, so I can go. But I have uh, uh, some plans early in the evening, and depending on how that all works out, uh, they're actually over by Gillette Stadium, so I may just try to drop by uh, if uh, if my first part of my evening ends early enough. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea, especially if it's going to be a nice night and you can catch some NFL football Friday see night. Cam Newton. Uh, good idea to see Cam Newton in person. That's well, that's it. You said it perfectly, AP. I mean, I, I just talked about how I never take for granted the opportunity to watch Tom Brady play in person preseason or otherwise. And I, tonight's an opportunity to see Cam Newton in person period preseason or otherwise. And, you know, so I'd like to see that. So the game begins at seven 30. If I think I can make it there close to that, uh, uh, I'm planning to stop by. Yeah. I'd probably join if I was up your way, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. So you and I, and you've seen Cam Newton before. So, yeah, sure. Uh, have. <laughs> I, 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 absolutely, you have. So, I'd like to see him. Just see how big he is. Everybody who ever sees him in person, that's just the first thing they say that they're just amazed at his size. Yeah, yeah, he's bigger than the lineman. Yeah, John. When you see him, he's you know very tall, every inch of six five, and you're thinking this guy is a good looking tight end. Right. Oh yes. You're thinking that's uh, what you're thinking. Good looking tight end. Possibly a a, a uh, defensive end, a speed defensive end. That's how big he is. Yeah, I know, I know. He's a unique athlete, and he, you know, his career's uh, he's upwardly mobile on his career track. So uh, you know, he he could have a monster year. I mean, he had a good year last year. Uh, he again, I think he's been a pretty fascinating guy to watch throughout his career, for good and for bad. Oh, yeah, he always makes for good theater because he's the kind of quarterback that he can get outside the pocket, create so many difficult situations for the defense. And, heck, he might run by you, John, or he might run through you. Exactly, right, or over you. <laughs> right, or over you. <laughs> and or over you. Uh, well, good stuff, AP. We have a lot more to cover, but time for our break and uh, i know you're sticking around so we have a lot more football to talk on the other side find out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 1- 888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And AP, I'm looking at uh, the TV right now, and lo and behold, who's being interviewed but Eli Manning. So I think it's going to be fun to watch Eli tonight. Yeah, they usually leave them in longer in this particular game, John, so the fans maybe they'll get their money's worth for this exhibition game because I know people dread to go some of those games but tonight you'll see Eli. I know they have have been having trouble offensively, so we're looking to have at least one good drive before they sit him on the bench. Well, that's it. Well, I think you're going to have a lot of fun covering that game, and you know, let's just say as a season ticket holder for the Patriots, you know, one of the first things I look for when they release the schedule is, you know, where is the th- will the third preseason game be a home game or an away game, and if it's a home game as it is tonight. Always a good thing because, you know, that's as close to a real game as you're going to see in the NFL preseason. So you're going to see one, and I might see one as well. Yeah, and I'm also, of course, not only the quarterback for the New York Giants, I'm interested to watch Eli and how the offense performs with the new system. But on the other side, you have the, the Gino and Michael show. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so... Every time the offense is in, you know, I'll be glued to that quarterback position. Absolutely. Well, to switch subjects and to really uh, follow up on a conversation we had last week, I have great news, which is I've been getting the SEC network for the last few days. Not only that, I'm actually getting it in HD. So I've been tuning in and I've my education about the SEC has risen dramatically in the past 72 hours, AP. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. How about you? Are you getting it out? Yeah. Uh, Did anything strike your fancy, John, so far about the network? Yeah, well, you know, you got Tim Tebow on there, and, you know, I like the anchors they have for their, quote, sports center type, you know, show, if you will. Uh, yeah. You know, watch Spurrier being interviewed last night, and he was even more candid than usual because I think it is the SEC network. Maybe he's trying to do his part by being more <laughs> interesting than he usually is, but he's always interesting. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, again, good interview. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, you know, it's now just on my 
on my list of, you know, channels that I just continually, you know, check in with. And, but, you know, they, they have, again, some, you know, fresh content with new daily shows, so to speak. And, uh, you know, what I've seen looks good. And then, of course, uh, nonstop, you know, famous football games of the past, which is wonderful. I, you know, I love it. You know, who doesn't like watching some of the historic SEC games that we've all you know, the, that are iconic. There's no other way to say it. So, yeah, again, and, and obviously th- this is just the appetizer. I mean, the minute the football season starts, which, by the way, is next week for college football, then I think the SEC network is going to just take off, Like, and I'm sure you do too. I think it's just going to become a new part of America, Americana. Yeah, yeah I, I suspect that it's, it's going to be doing better than maybe the projections. I just have that feeling because once the people get a taste of the passion and the pageantry and uh, the enthusiasm, they're not, they're going to keep it tuned in there somehow, some way it's on their favorite channel under control. They'll be switching back and forth just like you checking in periodically to see what's going on in the league. I, I just... There's no question about it. But, and I think the timing was right. And they waited for the big thing network to have their, you know, look out their quirks and, you know, they can observe like a laboratory what they did right, what they did wrong, and then they pursued it a couple of years later. And I think it's going to be a gem. I totally agree, AP. I predict that within a month or two, or certainly this season, that the SEC network will probably set some type of cable television sports record for viewership. I, you know, I don't know what it's going to be. I'm guessing it's going to be just a game that, for whatever reason, is not being carried by you know uh, one of the other networks. Um, and you know, I, I just think, or you know, I just think it's going to set some records. I think it's going to be some, you know, and it may be as you know. Something like, you know, the highest rating ever for a, a, a network that's less than a month old or less than two months old. You know, I just think it's, uh, it's just going to become, again, part of the American sporting viewership's viewer's life. Um, you know, it's, per- it's perfect timing. I mean, again, they're just like, yeah. you know, kind of working out the kinks is the way I look at it here for the first few weeks. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to hit. You know, John, so, the league has. The coaches that are pretty charismatic and yes. Nick Saban, Steve Spurrier, Les Miles, Brett Bielema, you don't know what they're going to say. So it right. keeps people on the edge of their seat. You know, I have to tune in. What, what is Steve Spurrier going to say about one of his opponents? What Nick Saban, what, what kind of response will he give to a a media person and ask a question that he found uh, irrelevant or, you know, what is Les Miles going to say on any given day about any subject or what you might do at the podium? You know, Brett Bielema, he he's going to cast a few stones across the bow. So, you know, uh, those just those coaches, without even mentioning the players, lends intrigue for people to watch that network. You go to these other conferences, I don't know. I just, 
they're all good coaches, but I don't know if they have they're the characters that they have in the SEC at this time. Yes, and you know, I think, and again, I was thinking about this after watching Spurrier talk last night, which was simply that, you know, they all have a stake in this. It's new, it's there, so to speak, and I just think that, you know, they are charismatic, and we're all going to get a better insight into these guys. I think they're going to be a little looser on camera, on an SEC network camera, than they will be before any other camera. And I, I just think it's really, uh, you know, has the potential to really, you, you know, become super popular real quick. Because, again, I, I think you might truly get stuff and I mean stuff that football fans really, really crave on the SEC channel that you're not going to get anywhere else and that for some of it, it may be the first time we've ever seen some of these famous football coaches, you know, in this light. It might be like in a whole new light. So we shall see, but that's kind of how, how I'm seeing it at this point. Yeah, I think they're going to push the envelope, John, for the, the teams and the universities to... Uh, let the fans and the viewers as close as they can to a pro. Absolutely. Um, well, it's going to be fun and hard to believe. I believe, I'm not sure exactly. I know the first game is next week. I'm thinking maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm thinking maybe the first college game of the year might be on the SEC Network. Like maybe Texas A and M and South Carolina. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, that, yeah, that's the first one on the SEC networks. And I know, I think this week they have some few. Uh, I think this Saturday there's some SDS games. But I think that you're right on the SEC network. It's definitely A and M at South Carolina. And the two teams, I, I don't think they ever played each other. Right. Well, yeah. And now they're in the same conference. Uh, uh, there you go with conference realignment. Right. There's a classic example of. Yeah. Of you know the effect and result of the tumultuous conference alignment. I, I'm I'm still you know I'm sure I'm going to be in shock the first time I come across a Rutgers or a Maryland game and they're playing in the Big Ten. That's just going to be like for a guy from the Northeast. That's going to be you know who's well who grew up in the Mid Atlantic, i.e. near Maryland. That's going to be like really strange. I had, I'm still getting, you know, I had a lot of trouble getting used to Penn State in the Big Ten. So this is going to be right. round two of that. Yeah, yeah. For me, Maryland in the Big Ten, it, uh, it just—I don't know. I, it's going to take some getting used to. And Coach uh, Rutgers, East Coast team uh, in the Big Ten, that's a, a strange thing as well. But oh, very strange. That's Thomas Realignment. That's where the money flowed, and everybody's going to have to adapt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, just before I, before we uh, go to our break, I, I can't help but uh, you and I, of course, spent a lot of time talking to Todd Stansbury, the athletic director down at the uh, University of Central Florida, scheduled to play Penn State a week from tomorrow morning, seven seven thirty eight in the morning, Eastern time. Can't wait for that. But there could be a problem. I'm sure you've heard about it with this volcano apparently ready to erupt in Iceland where the ash would drift east into Ireland. Next, next 
next landmass over, shall we say, to the east. And, you know, we all remember a few years ago that 100,000 flights were canceled in Europe from the, that volcanic ash in, uh, you know, in, in the previous eruption of an Iceland volcano. So, yeah, I read a story this week that, you know, like, they're pretty worried. Like, and if this happens, like, there won't be a game. Like, they will, they will not be making the trip. They won't be able to. So, have you heard that little piece of news yeah, well, floating I, I out there? Hear, I, I heard this piece of it, John, but I didn't hear what the alternate plan was. Did they say they would cancel the game completely or not even try to make it up at the end of the you know, season? Or? That's just a great question, AP. I hadn't even thought of it. You know, uh, and that's why we have you on to ask these probing <laughs> questions. I mean, all I've heard was the game wouldn't be played in Dublin because they wouldn't be able to get there. Right. Does that mean it would get played in State College or Orlando? Yeah, I mean, maybe they'd have to. Good uh, point. You know, John, I tell you, Alabama had a, a, a similar instance with a, a storm in 1988. They were supposed to fly to Texas A&M, and there was a hurricane in the area, and Alabama did not fly to College Station. They played the game after the last game of the season, the Auburn game, and they played at Texas A&M in December. Uh, Thursday night came out, if I remember right. So it was rescheduled, and they were able to work it out. Wow. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously both teams would be available, even if not in Ireland. So here they yeah. are back in the U.S. Uh, what would happen? That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I, the stakes are high. To, I would hate to see those teams not play at some point this season. I would, I would think that in this day and age, you can adapt. You can uh, come to grips with the, what's, what's taking place overseas with a volcano and then react. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've seen a lot of that, you know, in recent years in both college and at the NFL level where they have to make last-minute switches. I think of a when the Metrodome collapsed, I think of that game being held at the University of Minnesota football stadium. Um, I think it was Bears-Vikings, whatever. Uh, anyway, yet another thing to watch on the football front. So... Why don't we uh, take our last break, and when we come back on the other side, we'll talk about some of the games that are going to begin the season next week. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And before A.P. and I begin, uh, my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing is uh, a few things as the August calendar starts to pick up. Uh, We, of course, talked about some of the preseason games, the two tonight in particular, Pats, Panthers, Jets, Giants. But the League World Series over the weekend and uh, as well as the Barclays FedEx Cup playoff in golf, uh, which interests me as, you know, I head into the Deutsche Bank for next week, which I'll be covering. So uh, I like it, AP. It's starting to feel like, you know, uh, some choices suddenly on, <laughs> on the weekend viewing calendar for sports. And uh, but oh, again, to use the term I've already used, only the appetizer for what begins next week, which, of course, is college football and we've got a couple of big ones right off the bat to kick off the season right we sure do uh i think a game that people should watch is the lsu wisconsin in arlington texas i think that's going to be uh what might you might call a pendulum swinger because the two of the power conferences two of the normally top teams in their conference, and you might get an upper hand if one of them, whoever wins, and then they go on to have a good season, and the other one wins, and then they go on to have a good season. So you could say you be the top team in that other conference. Yeah, you know, you make a great point. I mean, let's face it. Neither team had a season last year that is up to their usual standard. LSU, their usual standard is, you know, top three teams in the country, uh, you know, in November, if not December. And they were not that team last year for the first time in a while. And yeah. Arkansas, you know, with their new coach, Brett Bielma, who you already mentioned in the show, formerly, uh, you know, well, he's, dead, excuse me, he's dead, mixing it up. He was at Wisconsin. He's no longer there. He's down at Arkansas, but get right. it. I guess I'm watching too much of the SEC network. <laughs> Maybe I need to lay off. But he, he left in his stead a Wisconsin team and their new coach that is, you know, expected to do some big things this year. And, and you know, the same holds true for Wisconsin. You know, they, they were in the midst of having a new coach last year. Exactly what I was going to say about Bioma 
at Arkansas that, you know, there were, they had that, you know, one-year grace period, if you will, where they weren't quite up to the standard they're used to. So they, they're looking for a big year. So them and L, Wisconsin LSU, they both have a lot to prove going into game one. Yeah, they do. And like I say, let's say, let's say Wisconsin happens to win the game. And, and LSU had a good year, you know, beat all the teams in the West and, you know, they beat everybody in the East. Well, when it comes time for that college football playoff selection committee to, to evaluate teams, you can look at Wisconsin and say, well, we beat one of the top teams in SEC. You know, maybe if we slip up and have one loss, you can always fall back on the fact that we beat LSU, who maybe won the West, let's say, of the SEC. Yep, well, this year they'll be able to take that case to the new college football playoff committee, right? Right, and Barry Alvarez, the athletic director of Wisconsin, will be at that game. He's on the selection committee. Yep, that leads us into the other game, West Virginia-Alabama. Speaking of people on the committee, the one of them is Oliver Luck, the athletic director at West Virginia, Andrew Luck's father. I covered Oliver Luck when he was the quarterback at West Virginia back in the early 80s when I worked at a newspaper just down the road from Morgantown. So I covered his basically his whole career. Uh, I'm a huge, huge fan. He's a Rhodes Scholar. He's one of the more interesting football minds in America, for lack of a better way of saying it. <laughs> and he was great. He was on Colin, Car- uh, Colin Cowherd on ESPN yesterday, and I always enjoy listening to Oliver Luck. Again, he's on the committee like Barry Alvarez. Um, West Virginia, Alabama. That's going to be a great game. Could be. Yeah, Alabama, uh, John, right now, they're searching for the starting quarterback, I think, the first couple of games, maybe leading up to Florida is about the fourth game. You might see them alternating by quarter. Uh, Blake Sims and the Florida State transfer, Jacob Coker, they, they would have the luxury of doing that maybe the first three games. Um, West Virginia is coming off a 4 and eight season. They're trying to find a new identity, a winning identity. So, you know, it should be a good game because Nick Saban, that's his home state, West Virginia, Alabama, West yep. Virginia, have never played first time. So there's a lot of good storylines uh, for that game. And, and Alabama, if you want to make an impression on somebody, you've got one of the committee members to be right there, front and center, watching your team play. Absolutely. And, uh, yes, you know, again, Nick Saban grew up in West Virginia, really close to where I used to work down there and live. And, uh so, yeah, that's going to be great. Now, I heard an interesting Alabama fact that you probably know, but I, it caught my attention. Just uh, They were doing an Alabama preview on ESPN, I believe, and just in the last day or two. And speaking of Jacob Coker, likely to be the new quarterback, but the last two times that Alabama and Nick Saban came into a season using an un, a previously, you know, a new untested quarterback, as it were, uh, they won the national championship. That, of course, being A.J. McCarron and, I believe, Greg McElroy. So I found that to be an interesting fact. And if you're an Alabama fan, you got to love that going into this year. Yeah, you have to feel confident with that. Uh, you know, those two last episodes with untested quarterbacks. And 
like I've been telling everybody, as long as Jacob Coker or whoever starts for Alabama doesn't give the ball to the other team, I'll, I'll feel confident going into each game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, is that one being played in uh, Atlanta at the Georgia That's Dome? That's one in Atlanta, John, John. It sure is. That's about the MC Clemson they played at Virginia Tech twice. So I guess that's their, their fourth one, John. Right. Well, uh, you and I can still talk because I covered West Virginia. You cover Alabama. So, you know, we both have ties. <laughs> Yours are certainly more current than mine. When I was back in the day, but obviously I've followed West Virginia the rest of my life. Always, you know, always been a big Mountaineer fan. And I did not know. It's the first time ever that these two schools are meeting. So uh, I think it's just going to be great. That, 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 they're both great matchups along with, you know, that as well as uh, Wisconsin LSU are both uh, great ways, great games to begin the season without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, for me, I always like to see Alabama play a new opponent. I'm, I'm always pushing to, for them to play someone that they've never played in the 100 plus years of football. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what makes football fun. And if I had to pick the one thing, you know, I like about realignment, and there's other things I like too, but the one thing I really do like, and you already said it, you know, uh, Texas A&M versus South Carolina, you get to see these first-time matchups, uh, which are really cool. So we're seeing more and more of them now with, with conference realignment. Yeah, I mean, and I think you're going to see more of these uh, teams playing against somebody they've never competed against in their history because these power conferences are going to have to get together and have the necessary strength of schedule to be considered for the college football play at the end of the year. Absolutely. Well, AP, hard to believe we've come to the end of our show. Thank you, as always, for your contributions and insights. And uh, as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. We look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you, John. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. 